He didn't love the 12 the same, and he didn't love the three the same. They said John was the one he loved. He didn't love John like he loved Peter. He loved Peter like this, pop. Get yourself together, man, because that's the per- that was Peter's personality. But John was more, I mean, John, that, that was his, you know, he hugged John. He loved John. He, he caressed John. He encouraged John. He smacked Peter around, right? So you have to love differently. It's situational. I love my, well, I was going to say I love my father differently. I love my mother, but, you know, I, yeah, yeah, because they're different. My mom is, my dad is more sensitive, so my mom I can be a little bit harder with. My dad can't do that with because he gets all brooding, right? So you have to love him differently. We're very different. We communicate differently. Our styles are loving different. There was this book, uh, what was the book? Not Eat Right for Your Blood Tight. That's it, thank you. Uh, love languages, it's not Eat Right for Your Blood Tight, it's love languages. <laughs> so my sister buys this book and she calls everybody in family to tell everybody what their love language is. So she's telling me what my love language is. And I'm like, Dale, that doesn't make sense. I said, because everybody's a part of all of that. And, you know, one person I have one, yes it does, and you have one, and it's this, and you gotta be that. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever, right? So love language, how we love are different, right? I just need a little bit of time. If you give me a little bit of time, I'm good. Pastor Teresa needs something different, right? So you got to love that person the way they need to be loved, not the way you think they should be loved. All right, here we go, rolling through to get you guys out of here. It's number three. Number three, remember that love doesn't mean making sure that someone is comfortable. You like that one, huh? She's like, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? John? Jenna. Jenna says, yeah. Remember that love doesn't mean making sure someone is comfortable. By the same token, it doesn't mean tough love all the time either. Pastor Darrell. Doesn't mean smacking them around. Doesn't mean, all right? But what it means is being true to yourself, right? Don't confuse loving someone with blindly making them comfortable, satisfying their every desire and shielding them from any kind of pain like we try to do for our children because you stifle their growth as a human being. They get out in the world and they're ill-prepared. Right? So it doesn't mean always making them comfortable. Yes? Number four, understand that if love is unconditional, it is given to everyone freely including yourself. What do they say? The greatest thing is learning to love and to be loved in return. The greatest thing. It's hard to learn to be loved. It's hard. I, I, it's hard if you grow up in a situation where you didn't have unconditional love or you didn't have, or if the love was conditional. It's hard to receive love from somebody, somebody who just wants to love you. Um, I think growing up in New York and growing up in a situation, every, every time somebody's nice to me, I'm like, okay. What do they want? I, and that's why, that's why I have her. Because her heart is pure. My heart is not. When somebody wants to do something, when anybody wants to do something, I'm like, well, you know, you know, and see, that's why, and, and, God put, and God puts you with people who will do things for you and I remember, and see, Rod's my dog. That's my dog, right? And there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. And I think he knows that. And he, when we first started hanging out, he would do stuff, and I'm like, 
Why he do that? Why he do that? I said it four times like that. Why he do that? Why he do that? Why he do that? Why do you do that? And that's just his nature. He's a giver. He's a server. He's a servant. But it blessed me because it helps me understand that there are people like that. Everybody doesn't want something. I mean, because I grew up in my family. <laughs> people running game on you and your family. When we were, when we were little kids, we were little kids, we were very poor. We used to run game on a dude at the grocery store. My mom taught us how to run game when we were like my daughter's age. No joke. So you think, well, there's a song by Biggie, he says, well, I can't say those words. All, everybody I know, I'm just talking about the people I know in my neighborhood. So everybody that I grew up with was always running game. So, I, so you think everybody else is running game. If they're trying to be nice, it's set up, something else is happening. But it ain't like that. And that's the wonderful thing about God. When God says, I loved you first, he did. In Deuteronomy, which was written by Moses, he says, this is what I'm going to do for you, Ebony. This is what I'm going to do for you. I keep calling you out because you're in my line of vision. This is what I'm going to do for you, Pastor Teresa. This is what I'm going to do for you, Amy. This is what I'm going to do for you, Stephanie, because I love you so much. In the Old Testament, he said this. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to sacrifice my son so that you have a clean slate. Now, if that ain't love, I don't know what is. Right? Unconditional. So you have to love yourself the same. You got to be in relationship with people. I, I've done a lot of things, been in a lot, a lot of different relationships, and anytime I got mad in the relationship, I realized that person isn't loving me the way I want to be loved. So then I have to step outside and say, what's really going on? You know, and my thing is, you come into a relationship because you just want to hook up. How come she can't come to a relationship because she wants to hook up? So then I'm like, did you come to the relationship you want to hook up? She's like, yes. I'm like, oh, cool. Then we are on the same page. This is great. But then there are other people who come to a relationship who want more than hook up. And you, you, that ain't, that's not what you want. And Pastor Teresa laughs at this, but... But I used to go out with this girl, and she used to say, Daryl, I love you. And I would say, thank you. <laughs> I know, I, but see, I still don't understand why that's bad. I, 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 I don't, thank you, Zandra. <laughs> because I, I didn't say nothing. I said something. I said something. She's like, Daryl, I love you. And I'm like, thank you. And I told Pastor Teresa that, and Pastor Teresa started laughing. She's like, oh, my God, you didn't do that. And I was like, is that bad? And she says, okay. and she says, yeah, it's bad. So I'm like, just a couple more. She says, yeah, it's bad. And I'm like, but I said, I acknowledged her gift of love. I, I'm not giving it back, but I'm acknowledging your gift. I, to me, it was better than saying, oh, Daryl, I love you. <laughs> Don't you think? No? So, so... so so in that situation, and this is what I always say, in this situation, if you're not getting what you want in this situation, then you got to bounce. And that's what I used to tell her. You got to go. She was like, you don't love me the way I love you? I'm like, I, I, yeah, I, told, I thought we were clear. I thought we were clear. I, I don't want to hurt you. But yeah. But she stayed. She stayed. Yeah. They got to go. So she's going to get the rest for you because only two more. Okay? So number five. Number five, 
Forgive. Forgive them and forgive yourself. Forgive them and forgive yourself. Right? You got to let it go. So even if that person doesn't ever apologize, you got to let go of your anger. You got to let go of your resentment. You got to let go of all of that stuff. Even if the person never apologizes, you got to let it go. Right? So you can move on. And don't make the mistake of being willing to um, forgive the person and let them walk all over you. That's no bueno. Right? But you got to let it go. They didn't forgive me. They didn't didn't apologize. Yeah, be done with it. And last but not least, allow yourself to reap the benefits. I put a little... Allow yourself to reap the benefits. When 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 I do things that I know are outside of my character, like, for example, if somebody is popping off, like they do the Krispy Kreme popping off, and I'm go, bless you, son, and I get in the car, I pat myself on the back because it took a lot for me not to come back at him or say something back. That's my flesh, right? And I realize that. But you got to pat yourself on the back. You got to toot your own horn because if you don't toot it, who's going to toot it for you, right? You got to toot it until somebody else starts tooting it. You got to toot your own horn. You got to buy yourself a cookie, whatever, right? But you have to do whatever you need to do to affirm yourself that I am walking in the way that God wants me to walk because the enemy's going to tear you down. The enemy's going to come after you, particularly for those of you that God, who see, who God's God's allowing revelation in your life. The enemy's going to come at you hard. So you have got to plug into a group of people or somebody who can help affirm you, and you got to start affirming yourself. You did a good job. You did great. Because everything God shows you is not for people to know. Some, some things he just wants you to have for knowledge, right? But God loves you unconditionally. He did all of these things for you. That's why Father's Day is so interesting to me. It's, I mean, I, of course, it's a commercial holiday and da-da-da-da. But when my daughter, like in the little movie, the little girl says, the way she says daddy, when they were looking at the clouds, I almost started crying. My daughter says daddy a certain way. I'm like, mm. And when she says it, I got to do everything I can to prepare her. I have to do everything I can, God willing, to protect her. I pray over her every night. I pray that I'm always there, that I can do what, whatever it takes to help build a strong, um, dependent on the Lord, critical thinking woman, that I can be the, I can be the standard that, she, that her boyfriend's um, are measured by, that I can be the standard, that I love her mother. The best thing I can do for her is love her mother unconditionally. Love her unconditionally. That's the best thing I can do for her, because I didn't see that. You know, a lot of us didn't. So we don't know how to receive love and give love. I want her to learn how to receive and give, and that's what we can do for all of them, for DeCrystal, for uh, uh, Naila, for all of the kids, Sean, for all of them. So these are, the, these are the five points, and I hope that you got them, because on this Father's Day, we have, to, we have to remember the Abba Father. When you look up Abba, Abba means, you know, like Daddy, Daddy God. The, the, the Hebrew word for a father is Av, and it means prototype, the first. It means archetype, the original, the progenitor, the first, Av, A-V. So as I, as I wrap up, I, 
I want you to think about your biological father, your stepfather, whoever you grew up with, and whatever kind of relationship you have with him. If it's a, a torrential relationship, that's cool. If it's amiable, give him a call day or card if you, if you didn't. Even if it's not, you might want to give him a call or card if it's not going to be problematic for you. But in that, our relationship with Lord parallels that, with the Lord parallels that of the fathers that are, the men that raised us who are in our lives. Amen? And so as you leave here today, I want you to think about how you love unconditionally. And also, I want, to think of, want you to think about how you receive love. Okay? Are you in a place to receive it? Because when we got married, I wasn't. I wasn't in a place to receive it. I had to work at, at being, and I think I still, I'm still working at being um, open and honest and available to receive the love that she has to give. Um, you know, because sometimes we think we're not worthy. But we are, because God didn't make us unworthy. We're worthy, and we should expect that person, the other person, to give us all the love they have because we are worthy. Amen? Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we just say thank you, thank you, thank you for being our Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing us love that we can't even imagine. We can't even imagine how much you love us. Yes, Academically, we say, yes, Jesus died on the cross and, and God sacrificed his son and he loved us so much. But we have to have an experience with you, Lord. The spirit of the Lord has to touch us, Lord. Our spirits have to connect to you, Lord, in order to fully understand that. So we just say thank you in the name of Jesus for that experience. If it has not happened in our lives, Lord, I'm praying that everyone here today has a God experience that you manifest in their lives this week, somewhere this week, Lord, in something that is going on, the miraculous, Lord, a miracle, Lord, that they can't even explain away, that they have to say, it's a miracle, Lord, something more than pee pads or something as little as pee pads, Lord, but manifest, manifest in their lives today, Lord. 